Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Man, good morning, Avenue Church. How you guys doing this morning? Man, it's so great to see you guys here. And uh, man, we got a good looking church, right? Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, yeah, as well. And uh, we are, we are really excited for Easter Sunday. Help me get excited for Easter Sunday. We got Easter Sunday coming up next week. And uh, it is our first ever Easter Sunday as a church together. And so we're doing some major preparations for that. This week, we're going to have some curtains being installed as well. Uh, you know, we're improving sound, just doing all these amazing things. So we have a great A-team. Can we give it up for our A-team as well? Those that have been through growth track, those that have been through us even from the very beginning as well. So after this, we are interested in joining the A-team. We have growth track steps three and four. And so we are combining them once again for this month. And so you could join us in the K through five room after this worship experience and learn your purpose, learn your gifts, learn your personality assessment. And we have a great coordinators. We have 14 coordinators that help us uh, really do church every single week. And so I encourage you to meet them and go through Growth Track. We graduated over 30 last month and we're excited to graduate more through Growth Track as well. And so just so there's no confusion, Robert did a great job. So Easter's this next Sunday, 930 to 11, but as well as we have a grill and chill on the 23rd. And that's our way of celebrating. That's our way of getting someone back. And so they're joining you for Easter and saying, this is amazing. We'll come back next week because we're going to do even more. We're going to do inflatables. We're going to have the tacos. And we like to eat here in Avenue Church. We value food here at Avenue. All right. You will not go hungry here at this church. And then one last thing before we get the message, we have water baptisms after this message as well. And so we're going to be getting in the tank after my message during the worship. And I encourage you, um, you know, we, we do grow track where you can get your, uh, you know, information on water baptism. But I encourage you, if you've never been water baptized, or perhaps it was something long ago, and now it would mean something, I encourage you, let's get you wet today. Let's get you water baptized today because it's making what's privately, making publicly in your relationship with Jesus Christ, all right? So I just want to encourage you for that. But also we have t-shirts available, so you'd be kind of like semi-wet, all right? And so we can get you home if it was spontaneous because last month we had an awesome spontaneous baptism as well. And I love what she said. She said, I just, it was, it was time. I just, I knew it was, you know, I'm not waiting for anybody, but I'm getting water baptized and all of us removed by that. So that was an amazing thing as well. Last week, if you heard last week, my wife did an amazing job, Pastor Lindsay, and she kicked us off on a series called Jesus Stories. And we're going to be looking throughout these next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at the stories of Jesus, the stories that Jesus told and seeing ourselves in those stories as well. So I'm going to jump right in. We're going to go to Luke chapter 15. I'm pumped for this one, all right? So uh, excuse me if I get really excited, all right? So Luke chapter 15, and we're going to dive into what Jesus is saying. So Luke 15, verse 1. And if you have your Bibles here, we have Bibles that we give away. You can even grab them off those side tables of our prayer team. You can go on your app. You can pull out your Facebook. And before you even get on the app, check in on Facebook, all right? Check in on Avenue Church. Tweet us, Instagram us, whatever you can to get the word out about what God is doing. So Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Let's read, this, let's read together, and I'm reading out of the ESV, English Standard Version. Now the text, I love this part. We're all drawing near to Jesus. Now I love this portion of Scripture. Let's go back to that. And now tax collectors and sinners 
We're all drawing near him. If you're an accountant or a tax person, you work, work at HR Block, we love you, all right? And, and this portion of scripture back then meant that this group of heathens, this group of sinners, this, this, this just this terrible people were all drawing near Jesus. Now, I want to break it down. We are those people that the Bible says that we're born into this world as sinners, that we live in the darkness, we, we live in death, but when we accept Jesus, we go into life. We go into, uh, into a life-giving message of Jesus Christ. Amen? And so here it is. All that knew him, they heard about him, they were drawn to him. That they heard about Jesus, but they wanted to know about Jesus. And they, when they heard what he had to say, they believed. That is our prayer here at Avenue Church, where people go, there's something going on here at Avenue. There, there's something going on at 6050 South Buffalo on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. I, I got to go check this out. And maybe you're here today and you're just checking us out. It is our desire for, for, for you to be able to hear a life-giving message, but also to hear the story of Jesus. And through that, begin to believe that Jesus can be your Savior, Jesus can be your God, and he could be someone you can have an intimate relationship with. Amen? Why? Because there's something about Jesus that when you go to work tomorrow, people go, something's different about you. Why am I drawn towards you for some reason? So let's go. Verse 2. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled. Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, this man receives sinners and he eats with them. How dare he? What is wrong with him? Now, I already like Jesus because he's eating with people, all right? Yes. Amen. So he's eating with these terrible people. He's eating with the sinners. So he told them this parable. I love this as his response. He doesn't say, hey, hey guys, come on. These, are, these aren't bad people. Come on. Let's give them a choice. No, this is what Jesus says. I'm going to tell you a story. View is his parable, which means a story. What, what man have of you having a hundred sheep, if he lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in open country where they're still vulnerable, where they can still get stolen, where they could still get hurt, leave the 99 open country and go. Say go. Go. And go after the one that is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. When he comes home, he calls his friends and his neighbors together, and he says, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. How many probably have a different attitude, right? I found my stinking sheep who made me leave the other 99 to go out there. But this is what the shepherd said. I found my sheep. What was once lost is now found. Rejoice with me. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy. I want to catch this. There will be more joy in heaven over one lost person who, rep, who repents over 99 than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. So they're going, oh, that's good, Jesus. That's pretty, that's deep. That's deep stuff right there. I like that. Then Jesus goes, also, there's a woman. So it's almost like he tells this guy perspective. Goes, and then there's this woman having 10 silver coins. If she loses one coin does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it. I love this. Jesus' stories are relevant to today. So he says, there's a guy, and he loses his sheep, leaves the 99, gets that sheep, picks it up, carries it home, and rejoices. Now, there's a woman. This lady here, she loses her one coin out of ten coins. Does she not clean up her house and do whatever she can to find that lost coin? How many know any men here that would clean a place to find something? 
Nobody, right? When men find something, we make a mess out of everything else, all right? So this is what Jesus says. She finds the coin, and when she has found it, she calls it. Did that offend you? I'm sorry. I... When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, celebrate with me, for I have found the coin I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner, over one person who repents, who repents. Repentance, you might say, that's a big church word, Jeremy, all right? That is a big, repent means to change your mind, to say, you know what? I no longer want to be lost. I now want to be found. You change your mind saying, you know what? I'm going to give Jesus a try. I'm going to change my mind to say, I believe that he is my father and he is my savior. And when rejoices, heaven celebrates. So that is why we celebrate. Now you might say, this is kind of, okay, we're going to celebrate again. Here we go. We're going to clap. But I want you to imagine someone who is close to you, but far from God, walking into these buildings, raising their hand, accepting Jesus Christ, getting water baptized. We would rejoice. We would get excited. Because, I mean, I still got a hit list back at home, all right, and say, Jesus, get him. Get, my, get this relative. Get this friend. And I ask you that they no longer live in darkness, but be, they begin to live in the light. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word. And Father, I pray, give us a revelation, God, over this word. But also, Father, I ask you in Jesus' name, that Father, begin to uh, help us to see who needs to hear this message. Help us to see faces, individuals, people. The Father, I pray that there are lost coins out there, there are lost sheep out there. The Father, I pray that you begin to allow us to see them, to say, Father, I will do whatever it takes to go after the one. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody shout it. Now, a few years ago, uh, it was me. I've, I've been married. I'm stuttering in this part. This is not a good part to stutter, all right? I've been married 10 years, and it'll be, it'll be 10 years this fall to my wife, Pastor Lindsay. And back when we were dating, we were dating, um, I loved to golf, and uh, so I would go golf. Any golfers in here? We're starting a golf group. Come on, golf small group. Hello. And uh, so we were dating at the time, and I went with a good friend to a golf course, and we carried our clubs, because back then we were a little healthier then, and so we would carry our golf clubs, and we golfed nine holes as much as we could until it got dark. When we were done, the golf course closed. We said bye to the to employees, and they locked the doors. And I went to my wife at her at her parents' house, at my in-laws' house, and she said, "Where have you been?" You know, and I said, "I was golfing." I know, but you didn't pick up the phone. You didn't answer my text messages. And I said, "Oh, babe, let me go get my phone." And so I, I, I oh, my phone's not on me. I checked my golf bag. It's not in my bag. And that's when terror hits me, right? That's when you're going, it's, okay, it's not in the car, it's not, it's not in the trunk, it's not in my bag. And I went through like the five stages, the 12 stages of grief right there. Like I was angry, I was upset, I was in denial. I, I just went through it all. Now I told my wife, I didn't have a relationship with Apple yet, so I had an Android until I got set free from that in Jesus' name. <laughs> but on the Android, there was an app on there that I actually installed called Find My Droid, which brings a GPS location on there. So I went online, found the GPS location, and said, oh, it's on the second tee box inside the golf course. What should we do, honey? She said, let's go get it. We're, we're 
That's, that's what I'm talking about, all right? So we got in my car. We went down to the golf course. We were, we're cre- <laughs> creeping along the fence, all right? We wanted this phone pretty bad, all right? We're creeping along the fence. I even remember, like, maybe we can get underneath here, and I kid you not, on the east side, I, I, I kid you not, there's a hole in the fence. So I'm try- trying to get it, and she walks in. I'm like, oh, that's smart, babe. We'll do that. So we're on the golf course, and, and we're, we're a little nervous, and I'm going, okay, where's the second tee box? It's pitch black, and we go to the tee box. And the reason why I brought my wife is because we're going to call my phone with her phone, but deaf, a deaf person listening for a cell phone in the middle of the dark wasn't a good idea. So I brought back up. So I brought my wife. You can laugh at that. It's okay. I brought my wife. And we're out there, and all of a sudden, we're ringing the phone, and we find the phone. We grab it, we go, yes, we got the phone. I can't believe it. We broke into the golf course. We got the phone. We didn't get caught. We're rejoicing. We're celebrating. And then we hear, hey, you. And we went, security team. I look at my wife, and I go, you ready? And she goes, go. She just yelled, go. And we ran back to the car as fast as we could. We had no idea if they were chasing us, but we just ran like crazy. I thought she was going to trip me. Get him. He's over there. So I got in the car, and she goes, go, 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 go. And we take off. That was the night I knew she was to be my wife. I knew it. I knew it. I said, baby. But I tell you that story because we did whatever it took to go after a cell phone, to go after, even if it's a droid, guys, come on, all right? And we did what we could. See, we're one week away from Easter, and Easter is a great opportunity for someone to say, yeah, I'll go, I'll go to church. Yeah, you got two services, we did that so we can have options. But for us, we're believing that there are many lost coins that are going to come. We believe that many people are going to say, you know, I'm looking for a place to call home. I'm just looking for a one-time visit, no obligation. I just want to show up. That we have an opportunity to take lost coins, lost sheep to Easter next week. That we have an opportunity to go after the one. That I heard someone tell us that since we launched this church, that they said, you know what? They're a new church, so I need a new start. I want to go someplace where I'm a first-time guest. I want to go someplace where I can start all over again. And that brought me great joy. That made me celebrate to say, yes, this is our first Easter as a church, so let's make this your first Easter as a church. Amen? But I want you to understand, it's not about being lost, but it's about getting found again. It's about getting found again. And for so many of us, it can mean salvation, serving. Many of us, we could say, I'm just lost without purpose. For so many of us, simply just serving can be your lost coin. But my prayer today is that we all got some lost coins in our lives. We all got some people that God has strategically placed in our lives for us to reach. I want Avenue to be a place where we can grow, a place where we can find freedom, a place we can make a difference, but also a place that every single Sunday we'll see first-time guests. Every single week we are prepared for someone that does not know Jesus, someone who's close to you but far from God, to walk through these doors. We're ready for them every single Sunday. Amen. So Jesus tells these stories. And all those that are listening, he wants them to know this. And I just got to say this real quick. The Pharisees are saying, why is he with them? We're doing everything right. Why is Jesus hanging out with tax collectors and sinners, but we're doing the correct things? And I want you to know that Jesus said, you know what? It's not about works, but it's about grace. 
Like Jesus wanted, Jesus, I love this, Jesus rather hang out with them and eat with them than hang out with those that actually crucified him later on. Why do I say that? Because our God is a God of grace and mercy. Our God is not a God that says, okay, you did this and this and this and you did all the right things. No, our God is a God of grace that says, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're a Pharisee, a Sadducee, if you're a tax collector, if you're a sinner, if you accept the gift of salvation, it is free. It's not something you earn. It's not something you could boast, but it's my gift to you. And then he begins to go into the lost sheep, into the lost coin. Then he wanted to share the Father's heart. The Father will always leave the 99 and say, you guys good? I'm going to go after the one. I'm going to go after that lost sheep. I'm going to go after that lost coin in Jesus' name. So I got two points today. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Write G down on your notes. If you're taking a, a you know, Facebook post, anything. But write down G, then leave a few blanks, then write down O. So G, and then write down O. And the first point is get eternity. Get eternity. That we will live forever. Have you seen Sandlot? Forever. Forever. That there is eternity after we die. John 5, 24 says, Truly, truly, Jesus says to you, I say to you, whoever hears my word, believes him, who has sent me, has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but he will pass from death into life. We will live forever on this earth because every single one of us has a spirit. In 1 Thessalonians, it says that God begins to, uh, Paul begins to write this uh, church, uh, this letter to the church, and he says, we have, a, we have a soul, we have a spirit, and we have a body. We have coming of the Lord. We have a spirit, and we have a body. And we are to be, we are to be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've heard many different things about the soul, but the spirit is in us. The soul can be connected to our mind and our bodies here on this earth. That when we die, our spirit begins to go into eternity. Our spirit begins to go into a place called forever. But our bodies stay here on this earth. So I brought an illustration with me today. And in this illustration, I bought a rope. And in this rope, I did my best, but in this really long rope, this rope represents eternity, and it's going to be all messed up because it's brand new, right? And so this is eternity on this rope. And in eternity, it goes on forever and ever and ever. But if you're here today, and maybe you're you know, a, uh, you know, a baby boomer or someone who is wise in age, right here in this red tip, that is zero to 100 years. Zero to 100 years on this red tip. So from zero, if you live a good life of 100 years, I don't know if I can, 100 years, I like coffee too much and soda and junk food and all that, you know. But zero to 100 years, that is 100 years. And the rest of this is eternity. Now, if you're smart like my wife, she's like, the rope ends. I was like, honey, stop, okay, forever. It just keeps going. It's forever and ever and ever. And what I like about this rope illustration, that if someone were to ask you, can you tie my boat to a dock, and you said, sure, and they said, I'm going to give you two choices. You can base the decision to tie the rope onto my dock using 100 years, or you want to use the large part of the rope. Every single one of us goes, oh, I'm going to use the, the, the longer version. I'm going to give myself some options because this is a much longer thing to use. I can't use this tiny little piece of rope. But oftentimes, this is the decisions we make every single day based upon the red tape based upon the hundred years, that we wake up every morning and say, I'm going to base my decision based upon this instead of what's eternity, 
instead of what keeps going on forever. Now, I even want to encourage you, piece of this red tape, if we were to get a microscopic glass and we were to go all the way down to that red tape, you know like in CSI movies where they like enhance the camera and the camera goes really, like really far in and you know that's fake, right? But it goes really far in, you're enhancing it, just a, a microfiber of this, of this tape. That little tiny sliver can represent one bad year in your life where we lost something, where tragedy occurred. I, I don't know how I can... Did we say, you know what, it's, 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 it's just, you know, that one year was the worst year of my life. I, I don't know how I can go on beyond that year. But if you make the right decisions in your life, if you accept Jesus Christ, then we have eternity to deal with. Not a reincarnation. Not, we don't go back into the red tape. Thank you, Jesus, all right? All right I might come back as a Raiders fan. That can be scary, okay? <laughs> it's because you all booed me last week. But this is eternity, and eternity will go on forever. That I want you to understand, in saying that, that not only do we need to get eternity, but also we're going to live somewhere forever. That there is a place called heaven, and there is a place called hell. And we talk about, there, uh, about this here at Avenue Church, and so many times, I think sometimes as Christians, we make it really hard to get into heaven and really easy to get into hell. But the Bible says that if we accept the gift of salvation, we go to heaven. So that's the kind of eternity that I want to spend my life in. And when Jesus was on the cross, there was a thief on the cross that said, Jesus, forgive me. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. He's talking about heaven. He's talking about a glorious place where Bears fans and Raiders fans can dwell together in perfect unity. He's talking about a place where we will be healed from our bodies. He's talking about a place that is beyond our comprehension. That's eternity. That's forever. But also in the Bible, it talks about hell. And here's one of my favorite scriptures. Jesus said, and Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So that's a great scripture. That's a great scripture for the church. That Jesus built Avenue Church, but he's going to use this church and he's going to allow, he's going to allow us to advance the gates of hell. The gates of hell will not prevent us from making sure every single person knows who Jesus is in this city. But he's also talking about a place called hell. But John 3:16 says, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son. So that whoever believes shall not perish, but have eternal life. So we need to get eternity. We need to get eternity. We need to get eternity. That sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we're worried about what's that next 10 years looks like. We're worried about retirement. We're worried about all these things that I believe that we should prepare for. I believe that we should get ready for. But also, we need to have eternity in mind. So my first point is get eternity. But my second point is this message responsibility. Even this Friday, I thought it was ironic, you know, I'm preparing for this message. We had to go pick up some Easter flyers. So I'm driving in my truck, my wife's with me, my son's in the back, and we're driving down Eastern, and we pass the cemetery. And my son goes, Mom, what's that? And we said, oh, son, that's, you know, that's a cemetery. What's a cemetery? I said, well, when people die, their bodies get buried there. And he goes, what? What? Five years old. What? They go, yeah. And he goes, well, what, what, what happens to us? Are we in the ground? I said, no, if you accept Jesus, you get to go to a place called heaven. He goes, really, a place called heaven? And he says this. you got to forgive him. He said, we're all going to go to heaven? I said, those who accept Jesus. And he said, will so-and-so be there? Because that won't be very fun. 
I said, boy, what you say? <laughs> and I'll pray for him, okay? But, oh, it's our responsibility that we have, it's our responsibility because we have information that can change someone's life. It's our responsibility that if you accept Jesus and you believe in who he is, that it's our responsibility to give someone information that could change their life. Put up Luke cha uh, chapter 12, verse 48. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. When someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. That we, we receive the gift called salvation, but it's not a secret to keep. It's a gift to give. To say, you know what? You know why I'm joyous again? You know why I'm happy again? You know why there's been changes in my life for the better? Because there's a gift called salvation. And the Bible gently tells us that why can't we share the life-giving message to our city? Why can't we share the life-giving message? And I say life-giving message because we're not going to go to work and go, are you saved? Are you a Christian? Huh? And you're like, hey, a little too thick. But we have a responsibility to share the good news. I have a friend of mine, and she had a terrible, just a, you know, not a life-giving life. She had a terrible life of just, you know, uh, you know hurt and, and all these different things. And she encountered the local church. And when she encountered the local church, I began to see her life go from death into life. I began to see such an amazing work in progress that when she accepted Jesus, I began to see some changes in her life. And she's my kind of person. She's kind of rough around the edges, and she was going, I got to tell everybody about this message. I got to tell everybody about Jesus. And she told me that she went to her, a place that was a tanning salon, and she went to her tanning salon, and she went to, you know, she used to go there for many, many years. You know, but when she went to the local church, accepted Jesus, begin to you know, live out this, 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 this walk of faith, this, this faith journey with Jesus. She told me she saw the people that own the tanning salon at the local church. And when she saw them, she said, like, I know you, you know me. And she, she, began, to, she began to say, why didn't you ever tell me about Jesus? Why did you never tell me about Jesus? That I could have been saved years ago. I could have been saved from hurt. I could have been saved from pain. And when I heard that, I, my, a tear streamed down my face and said, Jesus, forgive me. It is my responsibility to begin to simply share Jesus and change someone's life forever. That we could change someone's forever. We could change eternity for someone by simply introducing them to Jesus Christ. So three quick points. Number one, is everybody matters. Everybody matters. That they said, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? You've got 10 good ones, and then there's you know, another 300. And so Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, it's to love your Lord God with all your, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. What's the second greatest commandment? It's to love your neighbor, to love your enemy. People matter here at Avenue Church. That people matter a great deal to God, and therefore, they matter a great deal to us. It's that boss that matters in your life. It's that jerk 
that matters. It's, that, it's the people that get under your skin that matter. People with quirk, quirks. People that chew with their mouth open, right? Uh, people that just drive you nuts. People that you're close contact with. That everybody matters. Then you begin to see that God places people in your life and that every day matters. That every single day matters. That God will begin to clean everything up to help you find that lost coin. God began to see God play chess in people's lives. And also, we began to encounter people and say, why am I in contact with this person? Why is this person in my life? And I've been in situations, whether it's the cashier, whether it's someone at a store, whether I'm just shopping for clothes, whether it's here at Avenue Church or an interest social, but I could tell you story after story about people coming across my path, not because I'm a pastor, but because I have some information that can change their forever. I have some information that can change people for eternity, that every day matters, that even not just salvation in someone's life, but I really believe that God moved us to a place called Mountain's Edge, and he picked this house for us, and we moved into this house, and now we've become great friends with our neighbors. Now our neighbors are on the A-team. Now the neighbors are helping us make a difference in this community. And I've seen God move people around to say, you know what? It, you know what? Uh, it's not that you don't matter, but they matter more to me. You're the 99. We're going to go after the one. We're going to do whatever it takes. Now, I, don't, I even want to say this. It doesn't matter your age. You might be saying, it's for the young people, man. The young people can go out there and, and, and preach Jesus. And, and young people can go, they got the energy and the excitement. But once you realize that people matter to God, and you begin to realize that every day matters, you're going to begin to see the setup that God does in your life every single day. So number one is everybody matters. Number two is every day matters. And number three, it's every day is somebody's one day. Every day is somebody's one day. That at 9 a.m., as the, together as the A-team, we worship together and we pray together. But we always say it's going to be somebody's first time walking through these doors. That every day is somebody's one day. That for me, I went to a retreat. I grew up in church. What do I like to do? I like to get church people saved because that's my story. That I grew up in church and I would accept Jesus every Sunday and I would say, yes, be Lord of my life. I need to go to heaven. I don't want to go to a place called hell. I don't want to be tormented in hell. And I don't want to go to a place called hell. And I would accept Jesus in my life and say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Be Lord of my life. But then I would, went to a retreat and a speaker named Jay Mooney, he preached. I could care less what he was going to say. And at the end of that message, God began to speak to my heart. And I said, I think today is going to be my one day. That today could be your one day. That we're believing that next Easter Sunday, that this next Sunday, we're going to see many, many one days. Because this week, we're going to walk around with our flyers on. We're going to walk around with some information that could change somebody's forever. And we're going to believe that this Easter Sunday, we're going to see so many one days at the 930 service. We're going to see so many one days at the 11 a.m. service. And we're going to celebrate together because the lost coin has been found. 
That even today, I believe that today is your one day that you're not here by accident, you're not here by chance, but you can walk out of here today and say, on this day at 11 a.m. in the morning, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. That today was my one day. That's why we have baptisms ready. Jesus, let's make your faith public. Let's make it known. I want you to invite that cashier. I want you to invite that person at the clothing store. I want you to invite that coworker. I want you to share this. Galatians chapter 5, it says this. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. The spirit's in us. But the flesh is your body. So the desires of the spirit is against your flesh. That they, they begin to work against each other. Now I want you to understand this. That says this. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So if you're at, you know, that store and all of a sudden you feel like it, because so many of us think God's like, excuse me, invite that person to church. Like, okay, I'll do that. I will, you know. But he doesn't do that. He speaks to you on the inside. It's a gentle nudge to say, see that lady over there? She needs to hear that God loves her. See that guy over there? Guys are like, cool, right? Hey, man, I got a, you know, church go to Easter. Here you go, you know. But when you feel that notion, I want you to understand that, if it's, that it's, if it's uncomfortable towards your flesh, it's probably God. It's probably God. If it's going to bring him glory, it might make you a little uncomfortable. It's probably him. It's probably him speaking to you, say, hey, it's time to invite that person. I'm an introvert. I don't, I don't talk to people. It's time. Let's go after that one and let us make a difference. I want to ask you just a challenging question as I close. Whose day was it supposed to be because we were supposed to bring them? And I don't say that with condemnation. I don't say that with anger. I don't say that, you know, I don't say that to be mean, but I say that to be your pastor. And I say that to be challenging. That this is a challenging statement to me that all week long I was saying, who needs an invite? All week long I was saying, will you come with me to Easter at Avenue Church? Come with me to a new place. This is our first Easter, so will this be your first Easter? But who's one day, who's it supposed to be today? Because we're supposed to bring them. I just want to challenge you with that message this morning. That Jesus, before he went into heaven, he told his disciples, he said, go therefore... Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go. Let's get eternity. But also, it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility that we have some information that could change someone's forever. I have a friend of mine, and I met him many, many years ago, and he began to tell me his story. And I asked him, hey, man, what was, what was your one day? And he said, for me, I was in a, in a gang in Orlando, dealing drugs in Orlando. And I was married and didn't have a good marriage. We had a son together. And our marriage was just, it was just terrible because we had no foundation. I said, yeah. And he said, someone, you know, a friend of mine who went to this church, it's a church where you can come as you are, a church where you can be you. And he accepted Jesus. This guy named Jesus. Like, who's Jesus? Soft picture. And I was like, oh, a biker dude. Cool, you know. So he kept inviting me, kept inviting me. And so I finally went. 
I went by myself. I didn't bring my wife. I didn't bring my son. I was kind of scouting it out. And he went and he heard the presentation gospel and he felt, he told me he felt God, felt something different. So he raised his hand and he accepted Jesus. And he said almost instantly he felt new. He felt different. He felt changed. So he would go to that church every single Sunday. But every single Sunday morning, he would ask his wife, hey, I, I want to go to church. You want to come with me? And she'd say, no, I ain't going to church. Okay, I'm going to bring my son. And so he and his son would go to church. And he said, he did this for months. Every Sunday, he would say, will, will you come to church with me? She'd say, no, I'm, I'm good. And he told me one Sunday, one day, she turned to him and said, I'll, I'll go. And he said, I didn't invite you today. <laughs> She said, no, 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 I'll go, I'll go with you. And so she went to church for the very first time in her life. And she felt such love and such joy. She began to cry, she began to weep. And he said, on that one day, on my wife's one day, God healed our marriage. On that one day that we got to affect eternity for our family. So he said, the next Sunday, she wanted to go to church, but her, her mother called and her mother said, I need some help. And it's an emergency. We come and help. I know who, okay, babe, you go to church this Sunday. But after this, every Sunday we're going to go together. I know who Jesus is. Only because someone invited you and you invited me. And long story short, she was on the turnpike. It was raining. And she lost control of her car. And she died instantly from an oncoming truck. And he told me the story. I'm going, what? And he said, yeah, I, I ran to the hospital. The doctor said she died on impact. And he said he grabbed the doctor's, you know, cloak or jacket and just fell to his knees and began to cry. But as he cried, he began to pray. And he told me that next Sunday, he said, I had to go to church. And he told me he walked down that aisle and everyone knew what happened. But he came down to the front and he began to raise his hands. And he said, thank you, Jesus. My wife is in heaven for eternity. Thank you, Jesus, that she's in heaven for eternity. Now, you might be saying, oh, that's a great story, Pastor Jeremy. <laughs> that's a reality for many of us. To some of us, we go to work with lost coins. For some of us, we have relationships with lost coins. There's nothing wrong with that. Because we're able to touch and reach people with information that could change their eternity. Will you stand with me, please? In just a moment, we're going to do water baptisms. But I'm going to pray. And if you want to get water baptized, we got, I believe, two that are going to get wet this morning. And we are going to celebrate. Because water baptism simply means an outward proclamation of an inward transformation. I was once lost, but now I am found. And I want to pray a prayer. I want us to pray this prayer together today. Because every single Sunday, I hope it's someone's one day. Every single Sunday, I hope to see people accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But here, this is where I need some help. Every single Sunday, we're going to celebrate. We're going to clap. We're going to get excited because people are accepting him. Because we are able to have a part in changing someone's forever. So we bow our heads, close your eyes, and just take a moment. I want to do two quick things. 
first one I want to do, and we do this every single Sunday, that if you're here, you've never accepted Jesus. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth, but also that we believe. I believe you're my Savior. I believe you're my Lord. And I believe you can have your eye closed just for If that is you, with every head bowed, every eye closed, just for privacy, I want you to raise a hand to say that is me today that I need to accept Jesus into my heart. I believe he is Lord of my life. I'm not asking you to join our church or to go to the growth track. I'm just asking you to accept him. Thank you for that hand. Do you realize that someone had a one day this morning? Someone had a one day this morning. But also I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes, and I want you to ask God. We're going to do this song. And in this song, we're going to watch people get water baptized. But I want you to think about that lost gold coin. I want you to think about that sheep in your life. Did we say, I need to leave the 99 and go after that one. I need to break into that golf course, and I'll do whatever it takes to find that phone. Why? Because I have information that could change someone's forever. That on your way out, we're going to give you chocolate coins that you can eat later on. But I want it to be a reminder to say, I'm going to invite, I'm going to bring at least five people with me to Easter next Sunday. That you don't have to preach to them. You don't have to say anything, but say, come to Easter at Avenue. Father, I thank you for this amazing group. Father, I'm thankful that we do have the responsibility to share some amazing information that could change someone's life for eternity. Now, Father, I'm thankful that you begin to change our mindset when we go to work tomorrow, that, Father, we can affect someone's forever. That, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, for those that raised their hand this morning, God, I pray in Jesus' name that they begin to begin an extraordinary journey here on this earth with a relationship with you, to experience healing through you, but also to be used by you to reach others. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. And will you celebrate with me this morning as we sing this song? Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message.